0: Well, good morning. If your attitude is dependent on weather, your attitude should be really good today. Look at the weather. It's a beautiful, crisp. You know, when times like this, you have this, like, can-do attitude, right? Yes, I can do. So if you guys need each other for, to do something, ask each other, can you do this for me? I bet the answer is going to be yes, I can do. Because most of us, what? Well, We're dependent, our attitude is dependent on weather. Not me, of course. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And and as we leave today, my prayer, my hope is when you walk out, that you can have this can-do attitude that will just play what? Play and make music to many others around. You know, can-do attitude is so attractive. Can-do attitude is, is really the godly thing, you know. And it's just, I go to uh, you know, different uh, parts of the country and give uh, lectures and sermons. And it's sometimes on a given day, I got to give like four and five times. Now, four or five times I'm standing. That's like six hours minimum standing, walking around, answering questions, making messages, and things like that. But the, the host's of these churches and institutions, but always, like, be very protective of me. You know, because there are, like, what, a lot of people, 5,000, 10,000 people that are coming. Up. They're very protective of me. But, but r- rather than being just protective of me, they think that I'm really tired. Like, you, you know, you can't do any more of this kind of thing. We're going to have to take care of you because I'm worried that your wife will be worried about you. So they take it, escort me into trying to make me rest. And I say, no, I can do this, you know. I can do this. You know, when you have this kind of attitude, you know what comes? Because well, there's joy comes out, and there's more energy. And that's, when you do all that kind of stuff, you're really making music. Last week, we talked about how we can make more music in our lives. And we make music... When great things happen in our lives, we make music not only unto ourselves but to others. When we receive, when we see a vision, hopefully and most hopefully it's godly vision. And we talk about when does this godly vision come to us? When? After this, the Bible says, after this, God will give you us this amazing godly vision. So the question is, after this, after what was before after this? Well, tell me about what was before after? What was, what was before? Before, it was about time of trials and tribulations and suffering and hurts. It comes with in our life. And you go and you tear up a little bit, you shed some, some um, and anger, say, so that's okay. And, and then after that, and when, when your tears get, get saturated and titrated, it's soaked with the word. And then it has some amazing uh, power to transform you. And at the same time, God abhors a new vision for you. Genesis 15, 1, 7 says, After this, after suffering, after shedding some tears, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. And that vision was just like impossible. Jim. I cannot do this. There is no way I can do this kind of vision. It was given to Abraham. He said, I am going to make your offspring, your children and children and children, it's so vast, so many, more than the stars in the sky. And, and Abraham kind of says, well, thank you so much for that vision, but I can't really have it because I don't have a son. You didn't give me a son. I can't have it. That all this offspring, and God gives him the vision, continuing to show him vision. No, no, you will have offspring greater, more than the stars and the heaven, and it's going to come from the sun, from your own body. Not the adopted ones, your own body. And you know what the remaining of the history? He got his son. And here we are. We are one of his offspring. But prior to that, getting vision, Abraham was in tears. People bothered him, people got on his nerves. There were so many tribes and nations where he was living. They were fighting each other. They were bothering him. They took away his relatives and possessions. It was beyond Abraham's control. Tears and vision, they go hand in hand. Let me qualify. Tears and godly vision, they go hand in hand. Just like sacrifice and resurrection, they go hand in hand. You cannot just come to church. You cannot just go to Christ and say, "God, I just want victory, I just want resurrection." It doesn't work like that, because He demonstrated to us by sacrificing Himself, by tearing up. First, after He shed tears, He was resurrected. He was, uh, He experienced victory, and He saw vision that God placed in him thinks that it was totally impossible and God makes impossible possible by resurrecting him God says after this after having been humbled after having broken her after some tears then I will give you the vision and this vision It's not of your vision. It's going to be my vision, God is saying. So therefore, I will make it happen. And that's what we discuss. When we do that, when we experience this, that's what happens in our lives. We make music, God says, to make music. So today we want to, to focus on how to experience this potential in our lives. In other words, we are going to focus on how we can do all things. Now, that would be making music, right? We can do all things. We can do all things. We can, we can begin by saying this. And you have heard this many, many times outside of church environment. If you can say the glass is half full, that's one step forward in getting things done. People say, well, I see, I am thankful that I have glass. Some people may say, well, I see that little spot, little crack on the glass. Instead of even saying half empty, instead of saying half full, this is what some people say. And we cannot move forward. We cannot get the godly vision accomplished when we think of something negatively, when we think of something as helpful, when we start pointing out some of the spots and cracks in our class. That was late to uh, his kid's uh, game. So he was kind of wondering what the score was. Hey, kid, what's the score? And the kid says, Excitingly, says, 10 nothing," And that was really winning, huh? And the kid says, no, we're losing. And dad is all confused and puzzled. And the son replied, dad, we haven't been even up yet. Wait until we get a chance to bat the ball. You get it? Hopefully you get it. If you can live like that, If we can live like that, oh, you will be making lots of music. Today I'm going to just download some of the verses from the Bible, and I want you to uh, think about, you know, key words. What what are these Bible verses are speaking to you, okay? I'm just going to, a few Bible verses. Or you can put that away, that's not, we're done with that. I don't have that in the slides. Psalm 71.5 says, For you have been my hope, O Sovereign Lord, and my confidence since my youth. Psalm 56.4, In God whose word I praise, in God I trust I will not be afraid. Jeremiah 17.7, Be blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. 1 John 5.14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that, we, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. 1 Thessalonians 5.16, be joyful always. Psalm 31.24, be strong and take heart all you who Hope in the Lord. Proverbs 17:22. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up his bones. Psalm 8, 1, 18, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. There are hundreds of verses like this in the Bible. So if you hear all this, what is your spirit telling you about this particular verses that you have heard? What is it saying to you? What are this? What do you you receive? Well, it's kind of a little simple. We can kind of say, well, this is all about confidence. It's about trust. It's about hope. It's about not being afraid. It's about being joyful and having a cheerful heart. And it's about just staying strong. But how would you sum up these words? Let me kind of break it down. Is this faith, or is this optimism? Is this faith or optimism? Well, it is faith because it's in the Bible. For example, Philippians four eighteen, which I'm going to get to our scripture. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. I can do everything. Is this faith? Is it optimism? Well, it's a faith because it's clearly stated in the Bible that gives us hope and encouragement that we rely on. As soon as we rely on that greater than us, namely Christ, namely God, then it becomes faith. Yes, it's about the faith. Well, it is also about optimism. Optimism. The word optimism is not in the Bible. So often you don't talk about optimism in, in most of the pastors' sermons because it's not in the Bible. But the optimism embodies all those qualities that we just mentioned and the characters and the attitude. That we have. Optimism is simply attitude. Attitude is all over the Bible. Optimism is just the attitude, it is uh, what embodies the attitude. How other people perceive that attitude becomes optimism if it's something I can do type of attitude. Attitude in Christ is that which shows, depicts the confidence and the trust in the Lord so that everything in every situation and circumstances that we can say, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And sadly, and I want you to take this to the heart, <clears throat> as I have experienced in life having, having different Friends, co workers, church members, and you guys the same way. <clears throat> I found many times those people who don't necessarily confess to have faith are the ones with more optimism in life. And you know what? They win. Hey, we need to win. Say amen to that. We need to win. We, the believers, need to win. We need to make some noises. We've got to make some noise. Hopefully it's great music. We've got to make some noise. We've got to make some wonderful and beautiful music. How is that? so many men and women of faith struggle with the inner complex, the challenges, psychological trauma, whatever you want to call it, that we can't make music no more. That's just sad. That's not what God wants you to live like. Man, people without faith even can do that better than some of the believers. Let's get on with it. We sit, we come to the conference, to the Christian conference, we go to seminars, we go to the sermon, we hear more about this optimism, we hear more about positive attitude, we don't want faith than any of those guys, but we struggle sometimes even more and more. Referring to psychological trauma, Michael Tyson, you know who he is, right? The boxer, he puts it this way. Everyone got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, we get punched in the mouth quite a bit. We get bullied. We get betrayed. Our business is just falls. We get fired. This is all part of life that we get punched in the mouth, and then somehow this gets translate into psychological trauma. I cannot. Oh, I got this trauma. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think I tell you, I still have a little bit of the trauma. I don't drink milk. Because of that psychological trauma that my mother pushed me and forced me when I was a little kid, drink that milk, son. Years and years. Not the milk that you, we all drink today. It was like goat milk that we raised the goat. It was, so we, I had to do this thing squeeze, and my mother would boil it, and then they forced me to drink it. You know how bad the taste is? The goat milk, without having processed, it really stinks. And I had to go like squeeze it in my nose and have a little candy right next to me and then drink without breathing and then I put my uh, candy in my mouth to just to overcome it. We all have psychological trauma. Don't let those two get down. I know it's in there. you got to find a way to say I can overcome this with the help, with the strength, by the Christ who gives us the strength. Worldly optimism, yes, it's not based on faith in God. Their optimism is like, don't worry, be happy. Akuna Matata. You haven't seen the movie or what? Give me a little response here, no? Did I say that right? Akuna Matata. Yeah, it's, uh, everybody's in the movies, right? Movie. That's how they learn to live life, be happy. Don't worry about these things, put it away, and just be happy in the kunamatara, Okay. However, optimism found in faith gives real foundation to bounce back again and again, and also knowing that after tears rises hope the vision now here's the crux of the matter for today some believers have it all wrong that they believe not you guys that they believe that they can get or they can receive whatever they desire simply by believing it very hard. Now, to one context that may be so true. Let me say this again. Some believers have it all wrong. They believe that they can receive whatever if they simply believe enough. Our scripture today tells us otherwise. It says, I can do everything. It says, I can do everything. It does not say, God can do everything. If you take the statement, God can do everything, that is correct. In a, one in, in a grandeur of the things. His almighty power and his, his omnipresence, yes, he can do everything. But when we want to make music in our lives, when we want to do better ourselves, when we have a vision and you want to make that vision to come to reality and make your vision the potential to realize, you need to take that in the context of saying, I can do All that. And then there is a qualification. There is qualification. And that qualification is through Christ who gives me the strength. So let me read our text scripture for today. Now you must understand this, that Paul here was in where? Where? He was in prison when he said about this. This is known as prison letter. Can you imagine you're in the prison? You're wrongly accused, mistreated, for not having done anything other than believing in Christ. This is a guy who says, glasses have fallen. There is a vision here. Yes, I'm stuck in this prison, but I see godly vision beyond this cell, beyond this prison. So this is what he's saying to others. This is not what God is saying, okay? This is what Paul is saying. Very important that you make that distinction. I, the Paul, rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. This is the people that he knows. I rejoice greatly, Uh, indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Verse 11, I am not saying this because I am in need. You know, he's in need, he's in prison. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Let that sink in you. Content, content in whatever circumstances. Verse 12, I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have experienced not too long ago, and I know most of you know my story. Just about 22 years, I couldn't even afford to buy a sneaker for my kids. Maybe it was 21 years ago. And I know what it's like to have a plenty. I have learned the secret of being content. Once again, content. In any, in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in need, or on all in want, Verse 13: "I can do everything through him who gives me strength." This verse says, "I can do everything. It does not say that God will do all these things for me." I think there is a difference. And there is a huge difference between the two. Too often, believers think of the latter. God's going to do everything for me. Yes, that's true in one context. But do you want to make music for your life? For you and to others? You must be able to go and sing, I can do this. I can do everything. But through... Christ, who gives me the strength. Then the other people, like believers, I'm people, I'm talking believers, say something like this to respond to when the challenge comes in the life, when the vision is there. And he says, Well, I just wait on the Lord. Because that's in the Bible too. It says, Wait on the Lord. Wait for his timing. Of course, you got to wait for his timing. But you know, When God says to wait on the Lord, He's saying that I will open the door for you. I will open the door for you, but it is you who have to walk from where you are to that door. That's the distinction. I will open the door, but you better knock on that door. That's what it means by I can do Everything, I can go and knock on the door, I can walk onto that door, believing as soon as I get there, the door will be open. That's the part many of Christians are missing in their lives, and that's why we fail to make music God has commanded us to 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 make for our lives and for Him. If you don't walk to that door how are we going to show our obedience to the Lord this is about Jesus in one word what is the Bible about? Jesus okay, got it what is Bible about? Just use one word some people say maybe peace, yeah that's peace too But this Bible can sum up the one thing, and that's the obedience. Obedience is all about our attitude. It's all about, I can do this. It's all about, I can do this. Remember, Paul is saying, I can do this. I mentioned to you uh, a couple months ago, when my design firm, were, we were all excited when we got this project uh, to do the design for Under Armour. And I think I told you that I didn't even know what Under Armour was. I knew what the Nike was, it was all over the TV, just do it, right? That's Nike, just do it, and we everybody know, Nike equal, just do it. So I didn't know what the Under Armour was. And, uh, uh, so we had to go to an interview and it's, uh, it's a big project so I had to get involved. So I had to open the interview, have my other principals make the technical presentation and I had to go and close it. So I'm kind of looking at this and say like, hey, I told the guys, hey, we can do this, you know. We can win this. He said, hey, Grant. So how are we going to win this? We've got to do something, right? So. I was lost with the words of looking for something that can really just just get there and, and so that they can open the door for us to enter into their uh, uh, business and win the project. So I was, uh, I was studying, and, and then I didn't know what to do because I didn't know. I started, went into uh, Internet and Google, started finding out what Under Armour was all about. I found out it was about apparels and all that, sports apparels and things like that. But I found something that was so striking. I found something that was so biblical to a a degree. And I found just some resemblance between these successful firms. So if Nike was, just do it, guess what Under Armour was? It was, I will. I was so struck. It says, that's their tagline? Just like Nike's, just do it? Just like Apple is a thing different, and theirs is I will. What was really striking was that their, their tagline was not we will. It was I will. That's a huge difference between, and of course, corporations to say I will versus we will. If it's we will, what happens? It's good collaboration, but saying, well, I don't have to do anything. Let others do it. The company will do it. Well, company... But it says, I will. I searched the church, it was I will. So I went to interview, and uh, I was just waiting there for 45 minutes, and watching the attitude of these people walking in in the morning. Oh, my God, I can just see in their face. It was all about I will attitude. Went to receptionist. I mean, she was one of the most friendliest person, probably better than Disney people. You're not busy. They're friendly. They're so friendly. They got this. I will. uh, I don't know what we're gonna have. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. You know that's. That's because they're ingrained into this tagline. I will. If you can live your life like Paul would say, I can do everything. That will turn your uh, attitude that depicts all the godly quality and that will translate into so-called optimism that is contagious to others. I need to to tell you a little bit about this particular thing and I was like, this is totally amazing. This optimism attitude is totally amazing. Just like Under Armour is "I will." Is your attitude? If you don't have attitude, you're going to be canned. Hey, we know that. If you go to Nike's and say, "Hey, can you do this?" and they says, "Just do it." And can you imagine going to uh, Under Armour and says, "I want you to uh, take uh, about 50 copies of this. It's a 449. It's time for me to go home." Can you say, "Oh, can I do this tomorrow?" I don't know if they will do that say that. They would say, I will. It's like a military. You know, we depend on our military, right? You can only say three things in the military. Yes, sir, no, sir, I don't know, sir. Try to say something else to you both uh, You may not be out, but you know, you'll be you'll hear about it. Yes, sir, no, sir, and I don't know, sir. That's how they maintain the order. God wants us to maintain that order. God wants us to say, I can do this. I can do this. Not totally on my own. I can do this. I can walk from here to the door. Believing in that God's going to open the door when I get there. Yes, I can walk over there. We may not be able to open that door. That's when you say, God will do it. God can do everything. But we got to get there. And that's what Paul is talking about. This great vision that Abraham had, that God gave him, it's a big vision. But he said at the end, I, he, Abraham said, I believe, that means I will walk, knowing that this is going to happen. I will do this, and the God gave him some. son. So that he could have offspring that, so as many as stars in the heaven. Our attitude and how we react at a given time defines us. When a given time, when a given situation, depending how we react, if we say, I will, I will do it, I can do this, it defines us. when it defines us, it makes music, it impacts people around us. Just remember when Paul wrote that, he was not in time of joy or victory. He wrote that when things were not going well for him. He wrote that in prison. He was there for a long time, falsely accused, unjustly treated. And yet he believed, just like Abraham believed, that he could do all things through Christ, who gives him the strength. Biblical optimism is the fruit of faith displaying the character of Christ. Oftentimes, it is expressed as attitude of hope. That is why I use this particular verse as the benediction at the end of the service. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as we trust in our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may overflow contagious. Make music with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the strength that Christ gives us. Our attitude should be like this, regardless of our surroundings, regardless of our conditions. Yeah, it's okay. Go and cry a bit. Maybe a lot. Go and Tear up a little bit. It's okay. And then rise and walk with an attitude of optimism in Christ, who is going to give you the strength to do it. If you believe you can, you can. If you believe you're going to lose, you'll most likely lose. Twelve spices during the time of Moses. They went and saw the same thing. Ten said, I cannot, we cannot. Two said, we can, I can. They were Joshua and Caleb. If your attitude is dependent upon the weather, you will not be making music. If your attitude is consistent, regardless of the weather, you will be making music, music of the heart. God says, Psalm 33.3, 3, sing to him a new song, and he encourages us to make music. Psalm 57.7, my heart is steadfast. My heart is con- consistent. My heart is not changing, oh God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. May you continue to make music as our Christ enable you to sing the song together. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, Father, for making music for us. We hear the music all the time. It's around us all the time because your spirit is around us all the time. Father, may we be able to just sing the song that you are playing. May we be in tune with your songs, the music that you are playing the same time so that we may be able to experience you more and more to be able to say, I can do this because we have experienced the mighty power that you have so demonstrated. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. We pray this in your name. Amen.